Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let us pray. Father, Lord God, I just uh, want to thank you. Thank you for this word, and I pray that it changes things, oh God, that it will not just go to the wayside, Lord, that everyone who came in here will be transformed by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. I asked Angel to get me something today, just as an illustration of what I'm going to talk about. Salt. So in the month of January and February, <coughs> there's been so many different challenges. There's marriage challenges to do. There's self-care challenges. There's business challenges. And today, I want us to do a self-assessment check. Tell your neighbor, we're going to do a self-assessment check today. Self-assessment. One of the things that we do in the office quite frequently is, <coughs> well, I do, is check and see if the equipment functions, whether or not the workstation is working effectively. And if not, they need to raise it because it affects the way that they work. And regularly, every six months or so, we do a self-assessment check. And the self-assessment means it's our responsibility to look at those things, right? Okay, I'm going to park that for just one minute. <coughs> so the, today's topic is, how salty are you? How salty are you? <laughs> Got the salt here. Now in the Urban Dictionary, salty is somebody who's quite moody or rude. In the Urban Dictionary, I mean they've changed it now, isn't it? It's shade or, Stacey, I'm looking at you, shade, right? <laughs> is it shade or somebody keep me in the loop but anyway it's <coughs> yeah thank you hating there you go salty shady whatever else they want to call it but I want to flip that and I want to make reference to what actually is the purpose of salt are we ready okay so salt is well known as a food preservative and is a flavoring agent. It has been used to preserve food for many thousands of years and is the most common seasoning. Salt also plays another lesser role in food, which is an essential nutriment, providing flavor and texture and enhancing color. So we know that there's many variations of salt. There's table salt, which is what, Angel, thank you for getting me this morning. Um, sea salt, Himalayan salt, kosher salt, there you go. <laughs> which in essence has the same functions. There's variations of it, but the function is actually the same. 1 Corinthians 8.10, please, Stephen. Thank Amen. You. 1 Corinthians verses, 1 Corinthians 8, 8 to 10. But food does not condemn us to God. For neither, if we eat, 
are we the better? Nor if we do not eat, are we the worse? But beware, lest someone this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. Amen. Amen. Can we also do 1 Corinthians 12, 5 to 6, please? There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Amen. Amen. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Amen. Amen. So as I just said, there's variations of sort, but the function is exactly the same. Can we link it to the, the word of God? Is that applicable? Yep. Excellent. And Roman 12 verse 1 says. Roman 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your responsible service. Amen. Amen. It is whose responsible service? Is it mine? Is it your responsible service? Are you sure about that? You sure? Oh, okay, that's good. So all God needs is your time, your sacrifice, your talent to raise the standard that is currently required here on earth. Self-assessment check, right? We're doing one today. Do you know that meat, it always baffles me, but hey, ever since I had to cook, it's just one of those things. <laughs> I remember growing up and my mum used to say that um, if you put seasoning on meat, it, it expands, it extends the lifespan of the meat. But hold on a minute, meat is dead. So how can it extend the lifespan by putting salt on it? It's dead, right? That's the current fault. But the composition of salt changes, it reacts to the meat, and it does something different to it. Oh yeah, we've got some chefs in here, I forgot, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and John 6, 48 says, Amen. Very simple. I am the bread of life. Amen. Amen. Bread. So when, we, when I had the opportunity to live at home, <laughs> I used to wait for my mum to cook food. And one of the things that I used to draw myself to because I was hungry was bread. And I realized that when I had bread, it was so filling that by the time she said it was time to eat, I was no longer hungry. Reference to bread of life. God is saying that when you have bread, you no longer hunger for anything else because what he has is filling for you. You don't need anything else. The composition of bread can sustain you for a long period of time, even so much so that it's for life. Hallelujah. And Romans 6, 23 says, the wages of sin, <laughs> it leads to what? Death. This is a self-assessment trick for me. Have you ever seen Walking Dead? Anyone watch the program? I tend to watch The Mentalist on Fox. <laughs> All these investigations. But Walking Dead, every time I see that advert for it, it convicts me. Why? Because we walk in the streets, in our offices, on the trains, on the buses, in public places. And we walk past people who are spiritually dead. But what do we do? Most of us are rushing to get to our destination, which is work. 
Some of us may work from home. That's fine. (laughs) But the thing is, they are individuals who are walking dead. Because the wages of sin leads to... We have a responsibility, don't we? It's not enough to just walk past. I'm going to land now. (laughs) Matthew 28... 18 to 20 says, all authority that is in heaven and in earth belongs to, it belongs to me. And as we are children of the most high God, do we not have the same authority to change the circumstance? Hallelujah. Matthew 5, 13 to 16, and this is where my analogy of salt comes from. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. Say that again, Stephen. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Is it then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot by men? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampshade, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine, so, so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Whose light needs to shine? Oh, okay. You're with me. That's good. Our lights need to shine. On a city of a hill, it cannot be covered. It cannot be covered. That means so when you go on your train, when you go on your bus, when you're going into your house, your first ministry, because Jesus made reference to your house, your light cannot be covered and should not be covered. And that is our responsibility. Now, a lot of us, we use the gifts that God has given us to say, oh, maybe we can't do it. You know, I'm quite busy. I can't, I can't do that right now. How is it that somebody gives you a good and perfect gift and your excuse back to the maker is, I actually don't have the time to do it? It's not my responsibility. Maybe someone else can do it. Does that sound right to you? The one who gives you a good and perfect gift, you give them the response, I'm I'm so sorry, I'm just too busy right now. Or it might just be that it's fear. If I speak out in my office, if I speak out on the road, maybe people will judge me. But we don't have the spirit of fear. And we're not just here to live for our own selves. We are created to worship. We are created to be a living sacrifice unto him. Hallelujah. But there's another part to the scripture, which was at the end, is let your light shine so that men can be drawn onto who? Stephen, can you say that that last bit? Thank you so much. Oh. (laughs) Let your light shine. Let your light so shine before men. 
that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Some of you caught it at the back, so shine. It's not just shine, in fact, that's an understatement. So shine, shine so bright that people are drawn to you. Can I tell you something about being salty? Salt makes you thirsty. So if you're salty enough, then someone else will want to know what it is that you have and thirst for that. And the truth is that if you are not salty, you forfeit your Christian moral right to make a change. You forfeit it. Because he's given you the ability. He said that you are the salt. I don't think there was any, uh, you may be the salt. It was definitive. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, 11. Amen. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Amen. You know, some of us are wearing the head brace. And, and uh, what is this part? The uh, chest. The breastplate. Thank you so much. <laughs> some of us are walking with the sword, and we don't have the rest on. But we can't be effective if we only have the head headgear on, thank you, <laughs> the helmet on, because what happens is, is maybe today the enemy will hit your head, and tomorrow he comes for your leg, and the next day he comes for your chest, and the next day he comes for your arm, then you're not prepared, and God is saying, put everything on, that is your strategy full, covered, doesn't matter which way you turn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 14 to 15, please. Amen. Ephesians 2, 14 to 15. Thank you. Ephesians 2, 14 to 15. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Amen. Amen. We are the flavoring agents. We are the peacemakers. In a world where there's so much disruption, our lights need to shine. I like the fact that women of faith, we have our light shining. It's great that our light shines, but it's not just in the confines of this building. Our light should be shining wherever we go. Mm, there's something different about this one. You don't need to tell them that there's something different about you. They are drawn to the saltiness of you. So I ask, my, I ask you guys, are you salty? It's not a rhetorical question. God needs a generation that will rise up and change. 
He said, the world, not in this church, not just in your home, everywhere you go, we require some salt. Hallelujah. Luke 14, verse 34, please. Amen. Luke 14, verse 34. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears, let him hear. Amen. Are you fit for purpose? Are you effective in your going and coming? Do you have enough salt to withstand the plans against the enemy? Do you have enough salt to advocate against what the enemy is doing to others? The Bible tells us that greater is he that lives in us than he that is on the earth. There's something in us that needs to be activated. And if we are the salt and light of the world, your light needs to shine. Oh, I heard the pin drop. <laughs> your light needs to shine in everything. In everything. In everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12, verse 12, please. Amen. First Corinthians 12, verse 12. But as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. Amen. So also is Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, we have gifts and talents that we can use. Some have wisdom. Some have prophecy. Some have speaking in tongues. And the Bible is telling us that despite the fact that we have those variations, it all comes from one, Christ. Stir up a fire in your body. Stir up a passion in your heart. Let your salt come out. There's no too salty in the spiritual realm. Maybe in the Urban Dictionary, salty is moody, but here in the spiritual realm, there's n you can never be too salty for God. Hallelujah. James 2. <coughs> Amen. James 2, 14 to 16. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that faith save anyone suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day stay warm and eat well but you don't give that person any food or clothing what good does that do amen i'm going to talk about a self-assessment check that i needed to do with myself <clears throat> so myself and tracy we always talk about during christmas time that we're going to go to the soup kitchen to serve the homeless. We always talk about it. David, you're laughing. He's shaking his head. 
But the truth is, soup kitchens are open Monday to Friday, right? Even Saturday, maybe what, five to six days a week. Why wait till Christmas to say that I want to go to the soup kitchen? I have the opportunity to go now. What stops me? Busyness? And the Bible tells us that, has anyone ever taken an opportunity to sit and speak to a homeless person and ask them, why did they get into that state? One person, two, maybe three, okay. But most of us assume that the reason why an individual is homeless is because, oh, four, thank you, <laughs> is because they've spent all their money. Do you know that in the UK, there's a current initiative that says, let's talk. Why? Why? For mental health, thank you, all it takes is for one of us to talk to somebody. That is our responsibility. You are the salt of the earth. And salt pulls out flavoring. And salt is a, is a preservative. Those people who are walking dead just need an opportunity to speak to somebody. And I'm sure that Jesus wouldn't just be in the confines of the church. He meets the needs of others. Some people needed healing. He healed. Some people needed teaching. He teached. Some people needed wisdom. He gave wisdom. This is the God that we serve. But he's also given us that same power to do something different. Don't sit on the power and the authority that God has given you. Because you become like a Christian who forfeits their moral rights. And Stephen read before in Luke that salt, if it's tasteless, has no use but to be thrown out. None of us need to be thrown out in here. We're salty enough to make a change. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, 27 to 28, please. <clears throat> Amen. Genesis 1, 27-28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. Amen. This script is not just applicable to multiplying in terms of having kids. Because a lot of people, they mention it when it comes to multiplying to have kids and being fruitful. But actually, being fruitful is being salty, is getting drawing out the goodness of that person. Being a food preservative, hallelujah. Being nutriment, hallelujah. You know, the body can't function without salt. 
Do you know that? The body cannot function without salt. Which means that you are a necessary requirement here on earth. Shall I say that again? You are a necessary requirement here on earth. You are not created to blend in. It's easy to blend in, isn't it? <laughs> but God tells us that we should not be conformists, but transform our... Thank you. So being a non-conformist means that you will stand out. That you will make a difference in your going and coming so that your Lord will be glorified. Hallelujah. So I pose this question to you all. Are you willing to raise the bar? Are you willing to raise the standard with your time, your sacrifice, your talent? Because we all know that we have one. Don't just sit on it because it's not for you alone. We need a generation that will raise the bar. Because the standard that we have here on this earth is nothing. Don't be an individual that wants to blend in. You know, two weeks ago, uh, Sister Horton, she prayed, prayed with me. And I think um, Pastor Joan told everyone to hold hands. <clears throat> and I was taken back because her prayer just touched me. But the thing is, there's so many people in here who have a gift. But they're not stirring it up. Doing a lot of lip service. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. And then go home to the same pattern of blending in. We don't need that. We don't need that. We need you guys to do a self-assessment check. We need a generation that can raise a bar. We need your light to shine so bright. Not to be hidden under a basket. Let your light shine. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.